Welcome to the Evolve Your Game podcast. My name is Jose Antonio Fernandez. I'm a high performance coach, author, and tennis philosopher. Our mission is to help people to live fuller lives and to tap deeper into their own potential. in time and uh, first for people listening to us or the ones watching us could you please introduce yourself and and say who you are yeah thanks for having me Tonio um yeah so I'm Christian Lekosaldrak I'm 22 years old um I was born in Kings or uh, live in King City Ontario uh born and raised just 30 minutes north of Toronto um a little bit about my tennis um I won nationals uh for Canada under 18s. Uh, I just finished my fifth year at Penn State. So I did five years of collegiate tennis, T1. Um, and now I'm starting my transition to professional with Futures Tour and doing my last year in my master's program. So got a lot on my plate, but it's all good. Okay. So this is where you're at right now with uh, a lot going on and a transition in your life. All right, so uh, let's dive into it. I have um, um, I'm gonna take you on a trip to your to your beginnings. Um, so my first question to you is, how did you get to play tennis? Why tennis and not hockey, soccer, basketball, whatever else? Yeah, so I mean, it was hockey at the beginning. Um, I played. My parents put me in just like a bunch of different sports just to kind of. Uh, exposed me to different things and see what I like, like the most, I guess. But I would definitely say it was more of like a hockey centered family. Um, so I've started playing tennis, just like lessons. And I mean, when you're little, you do like the little sponge balls and stuff. So probably around like four or five, I'd say. Um, and then I got to the age of 12 where it was just tennis and hockey. And I would go from like tennis practice and like drive and like get on the ice at night and stuff. And it was becoming like, I guess at that level uh, for both sports, you kind of need to make a decision whether which path you're going to choose and how you're going to transition. Cause you can't play two high level sports like that. It's just too much of a time commitment for both of them. And um, yeah, so I got to that age of 12 where it was just like, okay, you kind of got to, you kind of got to pick now uh, where you want to go. And I ended up choosing tennis. I think that was the right decision for me. Um, I had, I obviously had good friends in both, both the groups, but, um, I think tennis was more of the community, um, and the competition and where my mindset, I guess, was at, at that age. And I mean, I have no regrets deciding to choose tennis, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of, kind of the backstory with that. Do, do you still play hockey once in a while? Yeah. I'm trying to get on the ice in the next couple of weeks, a couple of times for sure. Whenever I come home, me and my friends, like we get on the ice and um, I don't have like equipment and stuff. because like, I'm not just going to size myself, but I, I get on whatever, just skates and put a hat on and I'm good to go. So I actually still like am decent on the ice, but uh, definitely not like, like when I was playing every day. Yeah. Nice. Nice. But it can be a nice hobby. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Beautiful. And so you made this transition. How old were you when you when you decided to go to tennis instead of hockey? Twelve. Twelve. And so uh, these years playing tennis and when you committed a little bit more your, uh, to tennis, what was your parents' role 
in your in you choosing the sport and then and then you committing a little stronger to this to the sport of tennis um well my parents really supported me with i mean i was lucky i had really good parents that didn't care as much uh, didn't force me sorry to pick one or the other they kind of wanted me to choose my own and whatever i liked the most and they would just support me with what um with that decision um so it was kind of up to me and it, i mean i guess that's kind of a tough decision for a 12 year old to make um because that, that really determined like how the next i mean 10 years of my life have played out right um but yeah like i said i don't i don't really have any regrets or anything with that but my parents definitely played like they introduced me to all the sports and um yeah i'm super happy with them and and the support they've given me over the years with everything that i've done okay and um, um if you if you look back when you started to play tennis did what was the coaching style you you get was it more technical or was it more game oriented or was more um a specific philosophy about the game and were your parents involved also in 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 your coaching or they were uh, uh, outside just watching the coach do yeah so I'll, i'll tackle the first part of the question first i i think it was mostly technical um and then as i was getting older and progressed it was a little bit more or once i developed that foundation of what my strokes were going to look like how like the uh te technical aspects of the serve i guess once that was all uh cemented it was more patterns um and decision making uh how to play big bigger points i guess but i definitely a lot uh of my junior career was i had two really good coaches that focused a lot on like development developing my technique and making sure that i had that foundation of everything and not glaring weaknesses in one side or stuff that was just completely uh missing from my game i guess um so i was lucky to have them and then my parents they had not involved with uh with the coaching um i guess once i started becoming playing a higher level they didn't really know what to like say and, and they they trusted my coaches um to do their job i guess as well but they're they would come like watch the match and stuff and but nothing uh my dad was not trying to change my technique or any any kind of scary tennis stories i guess people heard in the past <laughs> okay yeah well you see you see pretty often that uh some parents either a father or a mother gets very involved and they really go into into coaching as well no yeah, sharing 100%. the responsibilities with the with the with the actual coach All right. Um, did you have any role models, or or what motivated you? Because you know, tennis every day, Monday, Tuesday, next month, next week. Uh, sometimes we can have a um, like fluctuations in motivation. What was what kept you going? So I think for me, it was um, my coaches. I, it wasn't per se like an individual that I wanted to be good, be as good as, or stuff like that. Um, it was more of like setting small, not like achievable, but like goals to strive towards at a young age. So I would, uh, I mean, the biggest one that I can think of uh, off the top of my head is winning nationals. So that was a big part of my junior career is 
trying to get that title, which is, I mean, it's very prestigious and that's something you want. You want to be the best in Canada, right? Like you want to be the best in your country. You want to uh, play high level, high level tennis. So I think setting those goals and stuff like that was very helpful in being able to work towards something and like put all your focus into getting it. And then once you achieve it, it was like, yeah, like I didn't win. I only won nationals once in my, when I was 18 or 17. So when it came to that tournament and at the end, the last match, I can remember everything like so vividly because it was everything accumulation of everything I worked towards to become a national champion and get the title. Right. So um, yeah, that was just insane for me to, to achieve that and, and yeah, and have everyone to be a part of, uh, a part of me with that. Uh, Christian, my, my next question was, uh, if you had any moment of insight or a memory of a great match, I think you just mentioned that, uh, but I'm going to reframe the question a little. Did you understand something that you hadn't before when you won the tournament? Like as you were playing, did you have like an, oh, this is how it goes. And then you started to play better or. Or how did that happen? Or do you remember any moment like that that you say, wow, this is how things need to be done in order to, to get to the next level? Um, yeah, I think um, having a clear mind and like being focused on the job helped me to get through that tournament. I mean, that tournament specifically, um, because I understood exactly what I wanted to do, how every week of preparation was like towards playing the tournament. So I guess when you rid your mind of, of all the excess distractions and stuff like that, you can very clearly focus on exactly what you want to achieve. And I think that helped me a lot because I remember going through each of the matches in the draw, not thinking like, oh, I just played like amazing. Like, what if I don't play that good tomorrow? Or it was like, okay, I got the, the first one done. I focus on tomorrow. Who am I playing? How am I going to play? And then I would execute. And I think getting through that. And then also in college, it can kind of translate as well. because you're, you're playing every weekend um, and you're only focused on one match. Right. So uh, yeah, those, yeah, that definitely was re really good and, and helped me a lot. And you had a, also a pretty good uh, college career, right? Yeah, I did. I did good in college. <laughs> I, uh, I had, a, I struggled a little bit my first year. Uh, I think living by yourself and, and the distractions and all that stuff is kind of tough. And then, I shaped up and had a good second year, had a very good third year. Me uh, in just the team over, overall, we did it very well. Just didn't really lose a lot of matches. Um, and then the fourth COVID and then that it's been kind of a, a whirlwind with that. Right. And we can still <laughs> feel the effects of all that stuff, especially in the, the calendar now in futures, like COVID just destroyed everything. Yeah. Yeah. It made everything pretty complicated, not difficult to plan. Yeah. To plan ahead. Right. And, and right now, wh what do you think is your biggest challenge right now? I mean, yeah, for me, I think it's staying healthy. I mean, you, you know that firsthand yeah. as well, just as um, I've been struggling a lot. This has been a very tough year for me in general um, because in the spring, I was injured a bit, quite a bit. I got sick a couple of times. Um, and then the summer, tough shoulder injury. And then I've been struggling with the ab uh, the past couple of months. So it's, it's definitely been a, a really tough year. I'm kind of glad that it's, it's over. I'm also happy that I was able to play some good tennis um, in the last couple of months. I had one or two good tournaments. 
that just needed to give me the confidence to know that I can, I can still compete at a high level. Um, so, but yeah, I'm definitely happy to be done with this year. Um, try to get as healthy as I can and pre- prepare my body. Um, so I can go three, four weeks, no injuries and, and try to play a full calendar next year. Um, I have a, <clears throat> an intervention there. So I, I understand the, the injuries that you had before you had, you had now and, and that they bother, uh, but you said you're like, you're happy you played two good tournaments because it made you believe again. That means, did you doubt yourself at some point that you were not going to be able to play what, what you were capable of a year ago? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, just like, yeah, when you struggle with injuries, I think that, that you, you have to, or you, you end up doubting yourself, right? Cause you don't know if you're going to come back and play the same. You don't know how it's going to affect your body. Like, and for me being out, if I was only out for one or two weeks, I don't think it would have had that big of an impact, but like taking a month off or like not serving for like two months, like that, that was like tough for like hundred percent for me mentally to try to like know that I can come back and um, yeah. And, and like I said, the, the season was difficult as well. Like I wasn't playing great tennis, not, not getting like, even when I was playing my best tennis, I would get through some matches even not playing well. So like when I was playing this year, uh, losing some tight matches, like where the guy I know I was better or something like that. Right. I, that, that was like difficult for, for me and my confidence, but um, yeah, I think, I mean, specifically for me, if I play a ton of matches, then my confidence slowly gets there and then I can feel more comfortable on court and stuff like that. Cause practice, it really doesn't translate like to how you play in matches Um, so even if you're playing unbelievable in practice, doesn't mean you're going to have a great two out of three set match. So yeah, for, for me specifically, it's consistency and being able to play a ton of matches in a row. And I mean, just having that much time on court, you can figure out how to figure out ways to win when stuff isn't working. So. Okay. Understood. And, um, l- looking at tennis overall, what are, is there any aspect of, of the sport of tennis that makes you happy? Um, what is the, what makes you the most happy? The most happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a tough question. I, I like, um, I really like competing. Um, I, I think winning is what you, you play for, I think, um, because you want to be the best you can be and, uh, winning certainly doesn't hurt anything. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Um, sorry what was the question Antonio what makes you happy about tennis is there anything that you say wow I'll help you with for example for me always when I go on court and I hit the first ball and if that sensation makes me happy immediately or running when you get a start to get a sweat and you feel your body very free I feel joy immediately I don't know Uh, of course, winning always makes me happy, but I don't need the winning to mm-hmm. feel that way the, the way before. No, the way it's yeah. yeah. So you have like something. Some people like fitness. Some people yeah. love the traveling. Yeah, I I think it's like uh, the timing. Really, that's what I love about tennis. I think because like there's the way you can like hit the ball clean, like repeat it over and over again, and when you feel like you're in the zone, stuff like that. 
um, where you feel like you can miss. Um, yeah, it can happen both like practice and matches, but I think, yeah, the, the timing is really something that I love about that's unique to tennis, I guess. Um, yeah. So I, I would say timing and, and competing. I, I love getting out there and, and like fighting and finding ways to win and, and stuff like that. So I, I, those would be my two. Nice. Nice. And, um, you know, that dreaming is allowed. We can all dream. I have my dreams. What are your dreams regarding tennis? What do you dream with? I think, yeah. So I think everyone dreams that they want to be like, live the lifestyle, like high ATP, like all that stuff. Um, but for me right now, I think, um, I'm focused more on the, the smaller goals. Um, like I would love to play four uh, high level weeks of tennis. I want to like, let's say quarters or semis get, uh, in futures and stuff like that. So those would be my goals, but yeah, definitely the, the overarching goal is, is becoming a high level pro and, and you get to reap the rewards, I guess, with that, then I would love to, to experience that. Yeah. Like to be on tour and travel to the nice, uh, good tournaments. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. It's a very nice lifestyle for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, has tennis, um, taught you any life lessons that you say, I can take from tennis to my life. Doesn't matter how tennis goes. This is what I take from, from the game anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think competitive nature. Um, it's, it's really like taught me that like competing in, uh, in hard and everything that you do, because it, it helps so much outside, like even in the, in the working world or like, um, you don't compete directly in the classroom, but being competitive, I, I feel like it gives you like so much drive, gives you so much extra, um, like juice to yourself, like adds to, like more to your personality and like helps with how you tackle other things in the world, I guess, because if you do, don't do with passion or drive, like, how are you going to accomplish things? Right. Like, um, and I think, yeah, de definitely that for sure. So the, uh, the passion to compete could, yeah. Um, yeah. Passion to compete and like, tr I guess, um, like working as hard as you possibly can. Um, because mm -hmm. I've definitely like felt that's translated to me or translated for me off the court as well. I've, I feel like I'm more productive, more organized, know how to lay out my day, know where I need to put most of my mental effort in and like, seeing i guess when you compete and stuff seeing the final product of things is that's like been so helpful for me and i think that's also like translated well okay i see you have a pen in your hand you you were uh, studying before we we spoke yeah <laughs> right so that's um, a product of of tennis as well Making yeah, exactly. organized <laughs> all right and um my last question christian um if you would give an advice to little Christian when you remember that you started to play more tennis or t play tennis more seriously, seriously, what would you tell him? I would say believe in yourself um, because at that age, you kind of don't know like how good you are and stuff. And I remember having like matches where I, the guy had like, you knew he was good. Right. Or you lose him, but you'd be like, okay with it because the guys was better. But I, I really think that like I had, um, 
a very good game that I would just say, like, believe and, like, know that you can do it, know that you can be great. So, I mean, that would be my advice to, to little okay. me. Believe in yourself. Um, was there a moment, a specific moment that you realized that you were good, that you say, oh, I play good tennis? Because when we're young, we don't realize that until some moment when you start to play tournaments and you start winning, you say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at this compared to others. Huh? When was that for you? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, my first like recollection of that was when I was playing in, uh, I think it was under 14s. I came like third in nationals, which is like very good. And I realized I was like, man, like I've been playing hockey for like 10 years or whatever, eight years. And like, I just, I've only been playing tennis for a little bit. And like, I'm already at a high level with all these guys who've been playing exclusively tennis their whole time. So that's when I, I realized in my mind, I was like, okay, like I'm good. Like I can do this. Like I can like be a serious competitor at, at a high level, especially with these guys who had year, like probably so many more hours over me um, in training and stuff. So that was for sure. Like the first point when I was like, geez, I'm, I'm, I can do it. Like I'm, I'm good. Pretty good at this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can hit the ball well. And my, this is it's true now. My last question. When you do, did you develop the big serve? How old were you? I wouldn't when say. You started to get really big. Like, no, no, you have a big serve now. Yeah. I think it, I first started noticing that I had a really good serve when I was like 16. Because I think before that, you lacked the strength, right? So mm -hmm. I wasn't until I was 16 where I was like, because like obviously like in tennis in Canada, you play the majority of the, whatever the season inside. So I was like really like hitting serves at that age and like getting a lot of free points, getting a lot of aces. Um, and then I was also holding easier. I no noticed like once I hit that age and got stronger, I was like, okay, I'm like holding serve like pretty easy. So like something's working, right. It was obviously a technique and that stuff plays a part as well, but I knew I had like a fast arm and I could like get a lot, get away with uh, going for huge serves and stuff. So, okay. So the age of 16, more or less. Yeah. Good. Good to know. All right, Christian, I will let you go. I know you, you have to study and uh, keep on hitting the books. Um, I, I wish you get healthy soon. Yep, thank so you. You can go back to, to practice. Um, take care of yourself. Uh, keep on strengthening. So your body holds, uh, As you have a big serve, you need a, a strong body to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> to have a strong, strong fundament. And yeah, thank you so much again. And I'll be seeing you soon, I hope. Yeah, thanks a lot, Sonia. I appreciate it. Yeah, take care, Christian. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Good talking to you. Bye. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the ideas we shared. I hope we were able to serve you well. See you in the next one.